great God. He's a good, good God. And um, I'm thankful for the ministry. I'm thankful for the flow of ministry. Um, I'm thankful for the spiritual highs and the lows. Because sometimes in the lows, it causes us to reach and reach to him in those lows and those weaknesses and those failures. It causes you to want to cling to the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm blessed to have a, a couple of brothers in the body that I'm, I'm able to work alongside with. And they get to see me on an everyday ba basis. And uh, in my failures at work, I mean, they're obviously, they're noticeable sometimes. And the Lord illuminates those things to me. And I talk to my brothers about them. And I know that the Lord's working some things out in me. And, uh, you know, today I got to spend some time with, with Brother Jerry. You know, I, I get to work um, 45 minutes early. I don't know anybody who gets to work that early. But I'm at work 45 minutes early before the gate even opens. I'm sitting in the parking lot. Not even in the parking lot. There's just cars lined up waiting to get in. I'm the second car, so there's one other guy there that beats me there. I'm not getting there that early. But, <laughs> but um, so uh, the guy in the front truck, he jumps out and he brings me a coffee. Right? And uh, I said, man, thank you, Jesus. It was a nitro, too. So, But uh, <laughs> it was really, really, I love coffee. And uh, But the Lord was speaking to me. Earlier this morning, and, and he's been speaking to me over the last week, the last couple of weeks, and just tossing and turning and change, you know, just turning pages and flipping pages, and the Lord speaking and the Lord leading. And, and so this morning, I jumped off the truck, and I mean, I, you guys have been familiar with Brother Joey. I just jumped out, and I just, he served me some coffee. I started serving him up some of the word of God this morning. And uh, we, we talked and for a little while, and uh, the gates opened, and, you know, the first person, the first two people that I see are Brother Renee and Brother Jerry, which is a blessing. Praise God for that, you know. It's a walk in and say, God bless you, brother. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's awesome. But um, Jerry and I, we got to take a little walk around uh, the plant, and we were supposed to be doing some things, but I don't know that we were doing too much because we, we were talking about God, and we were doing something, right? But uh, we lost count of whatever we were supposed to be counting. And then, uh, but anyways, um, you know, and I'm not going to try to reproduce the conversations that him and I have. And what I've learned in my walk with God is that sometimes this man wants to produce his will. And in that, it's caused my, me to fail many, many times because of what I want my desires and how I see things and how I perceive things to be. And so the Lord's really doing a work on me in my will. So when today, throughout my day, I'm like, okay, sometimes I want to go through this book. I want to go through this book, and I'm going to be completely transparent. I want to go through this book, and I want to try to find all the right stuff, and I want to try to find all the right things to say. That's my will. That's me trying to do that, trying to produce that. That's not God. So tonight, what I did is I just prayed, and I prayed throughout the day, and I felt like the Lord had given me some scriptures, probably about four of them. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I read them, and I, I prayed over them, but I tossed with them. I, I 
talk and we rest. I don't know if you've wrestled with that before. You know, wrestled with the word of God and what you what you would want to say out of your own humanity or what the Lord wants to say through you if you would just yield yourself to him. I'm learning this. Okay, this is not something that um, I grew up knowing. This is not something that it's through the biblical teachings and the principles and a man of God in my life that speaks to my life. And he encourages us to read, to read, to dig in the word, to dig in the word, to search the scriptures. Because in there are the answers to life. And, uh, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I can say that now, almost five years down the road. And, uh, you know, God is constantly, constantly working. And sometimes we want to kick and fight and not allow the process to take place. Guilty. Guilty. But I stay in it. I stay in it. And if I can be completely real, sometimes at some points, at the really, really low points, sometimes I don't want to stay in it. But I know that I must, because if I do not, Brother Lewis said, I could have died in my sin. I still can. I still can. If I make that choice to completely and fully walk away. But what would cause that? Many things. I don't know. I know my situations in life, and I know we all got them. We all got life situations. We all got life circumstances. And it isn't always easy. It isn't always easy. And life's challenging and it's frustrating and we don't know one day from the next. And sometimes we're just coasting through life. It's, it's you know, it's, man, oh God, I love God. God, you're good. God, you've been providing. You know, God, I have all these things. And then all of a sudden the storms start coming. The issues of life start happening. And then your faith begins to be tested. And your walk with God begins to be tested. And then you find yourself in a place of, of uh, how would I say it when I find myself in that place? I want to get to a place where it's just me and God. Where I'm on my face and sometimes there's nothing there. There's no words. There's just me. Patiently waiting upon the Lord. And waiting is frustrating. Waiting is hard. Waiting is difficult. You think about it in, your, in, your, in, in a human sense of waiting and then a spiritual sense of waiting. Because waiting in a human sense, if I asked you to wait here for an hour, what do we do for the next hour? We pick up our phones. We find something to do that's going to keep us occupied. It's going to keep us busy. It's going to keep us distracted for that time that we wait. That's what we do. I mean, I don't know anybody that just, I mean, sits. I mean, people may look left to the right. And, but, but when you're waiting on God and you have expectations on him, in that waiting is when you're tr you want to connect. In my waiting, I don't want to connect with my phone. I want to connect with him spiritually. I need him. I need him more than I've ever needed him in my life. 
He is my source. He is my hope. He is everything I will ever need and desire in this life. Your will, Jesus, not mine, God. I pray your will, Jesus. I surrender my life to you, O God. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want to share the scriptures with the body. I, 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 uh, I brought my Bible up here, you know, and I, I, I didn't take notes. I just wrote down some scriptures. But um, I want to read them. And uh, the first scripture that I want to, I'm going to read off my phone. That's okay because I've been reading out a lot out of the Amplified. Because I like all the stuff that's in parentheses and all the other little stuff that comes with it because it takes my thoughts somewhere else. In the, the King James, I read it too, and I'll jump back and forth. And sometimes I'll go to the Bible app and I'll read all the versions. I, I just want to see what they all say, you know. The, the ERV, the easy to read version, the ASV, the NKJV, uh, I, I'm reading them all. You know, I'm looking for different words, things that are going to illuminate, you know, illuminate the word of God to me. And so, uh, let me go there. First Corinthians, I mean, Second Corinthians, sorry. Second um, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. You know, I love the Apostle Paul. I was saying that throughout my day. That's a real dude right there. Like, he's, he, uh, he, uh, I don't know, when I read it. I could I, I sometimes imagine what it would be like living in those days with a man like that, um, with uh, the ministry that he had, and the revelation of the things that God gave him to speak that are still alive and real today, that are still speaking to his to the body of Christ today. And that's what the Word of God does for me. It speaks. So, Second uh, Corinthians chapter seven, verse verse one out of the Amplified says, "Therefore." Since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Completing holiness, living a consecrated life and a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. You know, uh, when I was reading that, it says, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. What is it that contaminates us? It's contaminating our bodies. It's contaminating our spirits. What is it that we're letting in that contaminates us? What is it? Because whatever contaminate we let in is not only going to contaminate us, but it's going to contaminate our spirit. And when our spirit becomes, becomes contaminated, our walk with God begins to become difficult. Because we have a contamination going on. It's something that's, it's, if I can call it a dirtiness, something that's contaminated, something there that shouldn't be there, right? And so, uh, you know, I have a long ways to go to be, I mean, in just this small portion of scripture, I want to live a consecrated life. 
I want to live a life that's set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God, not in the fear of man, um, in the fear of God. That everything that I would do and everything that I would say would bring a recognition of my relationship with him. That God would illuminate those things in my life and he would speak to my life before the contamination begins to get in. Because sometimes it's subtle. It begins very, very uh, small. Little things. Little things. And by the time you know it, you're fellowshipping the small stuff and... And it gets bigger, and it gets bigger, and it becomes a bigger, bigger, big problem. I've had big, big problems. You know, um, that was one of the scriptures that I'd read today. The second one, it's still in, it's still in 2 Corinthians, but it's, it's, it's verse 8. So in verse 8, you know, the Apostle Paul was writing a letter here uh, to the, I believe it's to the church of the people of Corinth. And in this letter that he was writing, um, it brought some things out in the people. And he, I believe he makes an, a kind of an apology for it, but he, then he kind of takes it back for what he had wrote and said in that letter. And so uh, in verse 8 it says, For even though I did grieve you with my letter. You know, he said, I wrote you this letter. It grieved you. It caused you some pain. Yeah, I do not regret it. He said he did not regret the letter that he wrote, even though it caused pain, the letter that he was writing. Um, I do not regret it now, though I did regret it, for I see that the letter hurt you, though only for a little while. Then he goes on to say, yet I am glad now, not because you were hurt and made sorry, but because your sorrow led to repentance. Your sorrow led to repentance. I've been sorry. I've been sorrowful. And I've had to go to that place of repentance. He says, he continues to say, but because your sorrow led to repentance and you turned back to God. You turned back to God. For you felt a grief. Such as God meant you to feel. You know, sometimes we feel grief and we feel pain and we feel things and we're like, God, why? God, why? How come? God, why this grief? Why this pain? How come this? How come this situation? Why did things have to happen like this? Trying to figure everything out. But it says right here, for, your, you, for you felt grief such as God meant you to feel. He meant for you to feel that. Why? Why does God mean for us to feel pain or feel sorrow or feel grief? Because he wants to take us to a place of repentance. He wants to draw us back to a place of right relationship so that we would seek and call upon him. That's what it is. It's him. So when we're wondering why we're feeling all the stuff that we're feeling, we have to remember that God meant for that to happen. And we have to go to that place. So God felt for you to felt a grief such as God meant you to feel so that you might not suffer loss in anything on our account. Verse 10 says, for godly sorrow, for godly sorrow that is in accord 
with the will of God, the will of God produces a repentance without regret leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, the hopeless sorrow of those who do not believe, produces death. I am very familiar with worldly sorrow. Very familiar with the world's, the worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow, I'm familiar with that too. Because there's some things that I've had to go to God for and say, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. I had to go to that place. It's something that it was new to me. Something that I'd never experienced. Godly sorrow. Like, what is that? You know, I think about sometimes, uh, and I, I think a little bit about what I was talking about today was, was failure. You know, and in, in, in failure sometimes uh, we can get go to the worldly sorrow in our failures. And I failed, I messed up. With that sorrow and with that pain and the, and the people that we hurt or the people that we let down along the way in that journey. But the sorrow that we feel when we, we, we sin or do things against God, against God is a whole different type of sorrow and pain. We serve an awesome and mighty God that can draw us into right relationship. Even when we get out of alignment with him. But we have to seek to want to walk in one accord, in unity, and allow the Lord to lead. Allow him to direct. Allow him to order your steps. I've learned these things along the way. I've learned them, and I don't have them all figured out. I do not. I can stand here before you today and tell you honestly, I'm still a work in progress. I still am. And I want to remain pliable because the potter, he still has me. He's still molding me. He's still making me. He's still pulling the things out of me that don't belong. And I asked the Lord to take those things out of me. I said, Lord, shine your light in those dark places of my life. Illuminate those areas in my life that need work. Because Lord knows I need work. I do. And sometimes, like I said earlier, you know, as men, you know, we, we're workers, we're builders. We like to put things together. And, and what I found myself guilty of is putting this work in on myself Sometimes I think I can figure it all out and not even look at the instructions and begin to put all the pieces together. Now, if I do that, I'm not going to get what the instructions say I'm going to get. I won't get that. I'll get something close to that, and there might be a few pieces left behind. I said, well, I probably don't need that, you know. I, I've been there. I've, I've tried to put some things together in life, and... You know, and uh, I really learned that I'm not very good at it sometimes. I'm not. Um, that's why when I opened today, I, I wanted to thank each and every one of you for the relationships and the friendships that I've had with, with each and every one of you guys. And 
the closeness of family and the brotherhood. And um, this is a, a love and, and a, a, something that I've never really been familiar with in my life. The love of the body, the love of a brother, the love of a sister. It's new. It's new, but it's real, and it's God. I wouldn't trade it in for nothing. I have another scripture I'd like to read. A few more. I have two more. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you and I worship you. Chapter 15, verse 13. You know, after uh, reading all of that and continuing to read the scriptures, um, you know, I won't tell the story before this scripture, but some of you will probably be familiar with the scripture, what comes before it and what the Lord was saying and what he said after that. But um, he was talking to the Pharisees at that point. But he says here in verse 13, he says, he answered. And he said, every plant which my heavenly father did not plant will be torn up by the roots. Leave them alone. They are blind guides leading blind followers. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into the pit. And I was reading that, and for the last, I want to say the last couple of weeks, I've been teaching a, an anger management class at the Union Gospel Mission. And it's a different ministry there. That's a different flow of ministry. Uh, I've been talking to them about roots. Roots, foundation. Um, what are we rooted in? Um, how, how deep do our roots spread? Um, some things need to be rooted and pulled out. So the Lord's been speaking to me, Lord, I need you to remove the roots. I mean, remove the roots from the things in my life that are holding me back. Because there's things in life that hold us back. I don't know if it's self or, or what it is that causes us to hold back. Instead of taking that step forward in the Lord. And I know I, I don't, I didn't get to where I'm at today, you know, uh, of my own will or my own desires. Because the Lord knows there's times that I, I don't want to be up here. There's times I feel like I'm not qualified to be up here. I don't have all the right words. I'm not eloquent of speech like the scripture says I'm not but I want to speak what the Lord puts in me because it's in my spirit and I want to pour that out I want to pour that out and there's just some days I want have so much to pour out and I so I'm thankful for my brothers sometimes because I get to pour that stuff out I get to pour it out and they get to hear some of the stuff that that I talk about and things that I share and what the Lord's put on my heart and how he speaks to me even in my failures at work, 
And um, I'll talk about those things. I'll cast my cares upon my brother, and he'll help me carry my load. And um, so I've been talking about these, these roots. You know, some things that we have in life are rooted so deep, so deep, that, I mean, I've, I've tried to pull some things out by the root and, uh, you know, in the natural. And uh, I, I remember Brother Lewis here, he tried to pull out something, a little tree out here by the root. And, man, he was fighting with it. He was fighting with it. He tied a chain around it and everything. He tried to get that out and just would not budge. I mean, you're tearing off the limbs. You're tearing off the branches. But sometimes there's things in our lives that are rooted so deep that it takes something stronger, something more powerful. And that's our Lord Jesus Christ that's going to get to that root because he's the only strength that you can find that will get something that's that deep and that rooted in life and remove it. He'll do that. These are the things that have been turning in my spirit for days, sometimes weeks. Sometimes I have the Lord gives me so much, and I don't even write it down. I just read it, and it's there, and it just sits there. I don't know if that's happened to some of you guys before. Like, man, I got something to say. I got, I got something to say. And then there's, like, time. And, you know, today, I, like I said, I didn't take notes. I didn't, I didn't want to come here and try to figure everything out and have some grand speech because I don't. Everything that I'm sharing tonight is of the Lord and what he's put in me tonight. And I have one more scripture that I'm going to finish with. It's Psalms chapter 37, verse 7. I thought this was, a, this was beautiful. It caught my attention day before yesterday. I know I've talked about a lot of different things tonight. But it's just where the Lord has me. Psalms chapter 37, verse 7. What I notice here, it says, he says, uh, be still before the Lord. It's the first thing he says, be still. The second thing that he says is, wait patiently. Then he goes on and it says, and entrust yourself to him. There's three things. And that one scripture, do not fret, whine, agonize because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Be still before the Lord. Sometimes it's hard to be still among all the chaos. It's very hard to be still and get into that place of just waiting on him. Um, Wait patiently for him. Sometimes it's very, very difficult to wait patiently. Patiently. Some of us are not very patient. I'm not very patient. I try to be, I try to be, and I pray that the Lord continues to fulfill his work in me. I need godly patience, and I need to learn to be still before the Lord. And most of all, I need to put my trust in him. He is my trust. He is my hope. 
And uh, I thank God for the word of God. I thank you, Elder, for allowing me the opportunity to share these things. And uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I trust you tonight, Father. I trust your leading. I trust your directing. I trust your word, Lord. I trust that it got in our spirit tonight, Lord. I trust that you would get to the root of things in our life today, Jesus. And that you would remove what does not belong, O oh God. And that you would put things in us, O oh Lord. They would give us roots that are rooted in deep in you, O oh God. I want to be founded upon your word today, Jesus. I want your strength in my life. I want your wisdom today, Father. But most of all, Lord Jesus, I want to be yielded to you. I want to yield my life to you. I want to surrender my life to you, O oh God. So that you could use it for your honor, for your glory and your purpose, Jesus. Not my will. Not my will, but your will be done, Jesus. So that you would be the ruler and reigner of our heart today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I glorify you, God. I thank you and I praise you. You are worthy, Father. You are worthy. There is none like you, my King. There is none like you. I love you, Jesus. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name. Let's just continue to talk to the Lord right there where we are for a minute. Can we do that? I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. We need you tonight. We receive of your word, Lord. We receive of your word where it speaks into our spirit. We receive of your word, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We receive of you, Father. You know our frame. You know what is needful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. I, uh, It's interesting about expectation, isn't it? How our levels or level of expectation affects um, what we receive. And I thank you for your willingness to receive, to come expecting, your willingness to open your spirit and to hear and receive the word of the Lord. And it's important and I thank you for it. I felt the Holy Ghost talking to us and I know many of you were hearing and receiving as the Lord was talking to us through Brother Martin in these scriptures, we must learn 
continue. I, I don't know that we ever figure it out. We must be ever learning to listen with our spirit. Ever learning to listen with our spirit. Um, the Bible says, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit says uh, to the church. And as time moves on, we must, the reason it's so critical is because we also have to speak. Every one of us has to speak. Um, maybe not standing here speaking, but we all have to speak. Uh, the Bible says we have to give an answer of the hope that lies within us. And so there's got to be, if I will operate in my flesh, like Brother Martin talked about early on, it will become convenient for me to do that rather than to speak what the Spirit is giving me to say. And um, and I I know in my experience, you know, there's some of these threads, the way they tie together. Um, this concept of waiting on the Lord. You ever feel like you, you have to have some, you got to say something like it got quiet and you have to say something. Whoever had it happen. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, okay, so I should say something. Like, nobody's talking. Uh, right? And we... That often gets us into operating in our flesh. Right? Does that make sense? Rather than wait on... The utterance of the Spirit of God. Well, I, 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 I got to say something. So, and so, therefore, um, and we will rely on our knowledge, rely on what we've learned, and we should learn the Scripture. But we need the Spirit of the Lord to quicken the Scripture, so that what is expressed. And what is shared is a flow of the Spirit and the working of His Spirit. This is vital in this hour more than it's ever been. Um, and we can't always explain it. I remember standing down in the fellowship hall. I see Robert sitting here. I, was, I remember standing down in the fellowship hall two weeks ago. And after service, and I was shutting lights off or locking doors. or No, I was going because I'd parked out back and stopped for a minute. Uh, I hadn't seen him in over two years, and it was a brief passing the first time. Um, but just in a few minutes of conversation, uh, I didn't hear the Holy Ghost going, go say this to that young man, right? That wasn't going on over here. But as we learn to yield to the Spirit, we're like, hold on, that's not me. I didn't have that. And so uh, it's important. Um, I want to read just one place here in Scripture. And the Holy Ghost is wanting to do a work 
here tonight. And so if you'll just give me a few more minutes, if you'll give the Holy Ghost a few more minutes. Amen. I think we're just going to stay in that vein by the help of the Holy Ghost. Why don't you pray with me right now? Jesus, in your name, you know where we are. You know what we need. You understand us. We yield to you. I pray the work of your spirit in each vessel the way you want to work. I pray where we as individuals and as a body would yield to you that you would reach in by the power of your spirit and your word and accomplish what you're wanting to do with us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Luke 17, verse 1, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And watch what he says. It is impossible that offenses will come, but that offenses will come. In other words, it's impossible for offenses not to come. Okay? But, woe through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, he cast in the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to who? Isn't it funny when we talk about offenses, we want to look at somebody else? Well, they, well, if, no, no, no. Take heed to who? Okay. If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him. And if he, what? Then what are you supposed to do? Aha. That's part of taking heed to yourself. Well, I don't know if he really meant it or not. So now I'm going to gaze into your heart and decide if you really meant it or not. Take heed to yourself. If your brother trespass against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Forgive him. All right? And if he trespass against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turns again to you saying, I repent. What are you supposed to do? Seven times? If he, yeah, that's what it says. In a day? Well, but after the third time, I, I didn't write this. The Lord said this. Now watch. This is where I want it. I want you to notice the apostles' response to Jesus saying these things. All right? Watch what he says. Verse 5. The apostles said to the Lord. Is that what you expected their response to be? Then you think, Lord, you got to help us. This is difficult. It's not what they said, is it? The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. I was reading Galatians today. I read the book of Galatians today, and it said that one of those things I hadn't really seen before, but the Lord's dealing with me about it. 
said that faith comes through love. You can't have fullness of faith without love. That's, that's not what I'm going to talk about here. So, Apostles of the Lord, increase our faith. So now notice, we're, we're still talking about the same thing. We didn't, like, we didn't like go, okay, get in the boat, go to the other side of the sea. Now we're talking to different people. That happens in some places, but that's not here. The Lord's still on the same subject with his disciples. They said, increase our faith. And Jesus responded to them. And he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. We touched on this last Wednesday night. Or Thursday night, briefly. Just a little bit of faith. Or Sunday, you came forward in faith, right? The fact that you came forward, those of you that did, on Sunday, uh, in that time of prayer and the Holy Ghost ministering, the fact that you stepped out of your seat was a, okay, this is my act of faith. And the adversary wants to say, you don't have enough. I had enough to step out of my seat. All right, mustard seed of faith. Jesus said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say to this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you would speak to the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea. What is Jesus talking about? I didn't hear what he said. I missed that. Offense. The subject didn't change. Did it? The subject didn't change. He's dealing with offenses and how offenses come. And who they come through and responsibility and repentance and forgiveness. And he addresses this and says, if you had faith like mustard seed, you could speak to the sicko. Notice he didn't say you could speak to the offense. You could speak to the sycamine tree. They knew what he was talking about. Be thou plucked up by the root. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you what offenses do. And you can get offended about all kinds of things. I, I can get offended because Brother Azario wore boots in here tonight. And now Sister Mary, she's not here, bless her heart. She's going to have to vacuum where there's mud. He, I'm kidding, right? He, right. Now he's going to get offended that I single them out for wearing boots. And now, and right, we, we can, you, you name it, it can, right? If I, have a, if I have an attitude or a spirit that's looking to be hurt, I'll get hurt. And I'll run everything that, through that filter, and I'll tell you almost everything that comes my way will be, oh, this is what they meant. Oh, this is what they thought. Oh, they said that. Oh, they, uh, and I'll just start entertaining offense. But if I get an offense in my life, what an offense does is it looks to put down roots. It wants to put down roots. Offense starts in the natural. You've heard me say this before. So it started because I upset Brother Zari about saying something about his boots. Okay? You okay? I knew you were. Okay. So I upset him because I said something about his boots. So, so now it goes from being in his body, flesh, 
And the more he dwells on it, he goes home. He talks to Sister Priscilla on the way home. You know, that's sort of, you know, I know we sit on the front, but he picks on me about stuff. And tonight it was my boots. And so he's, you know, he's always messing with me. And, and, so, and so Sister Priscilla says, you know, I noticed that, but it'll be okay, honey. Don't worry about it. And when she said, I noticed that, he's like, see, I knew she was seeing it too. And now it's sort of funny, right? But here, but is this how it happens? And then, and so then he goes to work and he's having Bible study in his home on Tuesday night and somebody's there and Johnny's there in the Bible study in his home Tuesday night and uh, Johnny says, hey, you're wearing those boots again. And it brings that back to Brother Azario's memory and the adversary brings a few more fiery darts Sends them right on in there into his mind. Look, now everybody's talking about me and my boots because of Elder. This is what the adversary does. And a fiery dart, and a fiery dart, and a fiery dart. And what I do in my humanity, if I'm not careful, if I don't recognize it, is I begin to entertain the darts. You with me? I begin to entertain the thoughts. And I entertain that. And it goes from I was offended in my flesh in the moment. But the more I entertain it, now it's in my soul. Now my feelings. I wake up thinking about it. Every time he gets ready to go to work and puts on, I, I got to stop or he's going to like start getting conscientious. No, okay. Uh, thank you for being my example. I love you so much. I'm so thankful that I know you won't get offended. Um, now I'm getting ready to go to work, and he's putting on his, and he, it, right? And it, it's a trigger. And it's a trigger for the adversary to send more darts. And I begin to entertain them. And then the next time in service, I may just pass by and say, I'm bizarre. I like that tie. It looks nice. After service or something. But you know what the adversary will do? The adversary will run something that I was sincere about through that filter of an offense. And he'll say, he's just trying to make up for picking on me about my boots. He's not even being honest anymore. He's just saying, this is, this is what the adversary does. He takes and twists, and everything's now coming through that offense. And you can't even receive and discern truth anymore because even truth, when it comes, you run it through that. We need to pray right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Open our understanding, Lord. That there be healing and that there be deliverance by the word and the authority of the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
And so what then happens is this, this is now this filter. And the Lord is trying to minister to my situation. Trying to minister to my situation. But I go to a Bible study or I fellowship with a brother or sister or I come to the house of God on a Sunday or a Thursday and there's ministry and the word of the Lord by God's great grace and love is trying to minister to my situation where I've been in a place of prayer going, God, I don't know what's going on and I'm trying Help me here, God. Do something I need to hear from you. Give me direction. Give me understanding. Give me a word. Give me, give me. And I'm, anybody ever prayed that way? Lord, I need help in this situation. And so the Lord ministers something. And it comes right to my situation. But I run it through that filter of offense. And the very word of God that's meant to help and heal. The adversary runs it through that offense. I run it through that offense that the adversary brought. And those darts that I've been entertaining all week, probably entertained them that morning when I got up and came to church. Or, and those darts that have been bombarded. And so now it ran through that. And so the word of God that's trying to help me. Through that filter, it gets twisted. And then I begin going, they were picking on me. And the adversary says, you're right. They were. And plants another dart. And plants another dart. And what happens if I don't deal with that? That offense, you know what it's trying to do? It's moved from my body. It's got into my soul because it's affecting how I feel, all my emotions. Now it's trying to get into my spirit. That's really what it wants to do. It wants to get into my spirit. Because once it's in my spirit, it affects everything that I can or can't receive. My, everything trying to get in my spirit is running through that offense. Everything. Now. Well, but I was hurt. I'm not denying that. But I was done wrong. I'm not denying that. Understand. Just because someone got offended doesn't mean that they didn't have a right to be hurt. But to harbor and hold the offense now means it's doing more damage to the individual holding it than the initial whatever it was that brought the offense. You know, the initial comment about the boots might have been embarrassing in the group. But the longer that it's carried and allowed to entertain the thoughts that continue to come with it. Now it's doing more damage than anything that was done initially. Does that make sense? This is offense. And Jesus was addressing this with his disciples. And he said, if your brother repents, forgive him. He was trying to get them to a place to where they would just live and walk in repentance and forgiveness. I forgive. I'm not going to hold on to anything. Right? If they, I'm going I'm to seek to forgive. Matter of fact, even if they don't come ask me to, I'm going to seek to forgive. Because I, I don't want anything getting in my spirit. You understand? 
And my brother comes and does the same thing again. If he repeats seven times, Jesus was saying, just keep on one place. He said 70 times seven in a day, 490 times in a day. What was he doing? Well, he must not care about how I feel. Yes, he does. He understands that if you don't get something and I don't get something in my spirit that says, I'm going to be quick to forgive, that the adversary will use that to take hold in my heart and begin to spread. And then it begins to take root. And Jesus used the example, and I'm almost done here, I think. We're going to pray. The example of a sycamine tree. You can study, read, research. There's several different ideas about what a sycamine tree. Most people say, uh, if you look there in the Middle East, uh, that it's a black mulberry tree or a a black elder tree. Um, Either way, it's a very hard wood. And it doesn't have a taproot system. It has a... a, what's called a systemic root system. We've been hearing that word a lot lately, haven't we? Systemic. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> a systemic root system is a root system. A tap root system is just a single root that goes down like a carrot. A carrot has a tap root. Right? A systemic root system is a root system that goes out. And just goes down wherever it can. The reason that and it would make sense, right, in the Middle East where it's hot, where it's arid, where there's not a lot of water. What is that doing? That systemic root system is going wherever it can looking for water. And then it goes down and it goes down and it goes down. And so when Jesus used this example, he said, you're dealing with these offenses. If you had faith like a mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the root. Well, it's a hard thing to do. Because its roots run far and run deep once they find a place. And so it's easier to just cut it down and keep cutting it down. But never deal with the root. And the longer an offense is entertained in my spirit and yours, the longer, body, soul, spirit, the longer that it's entertained and allowed to progress and get deeper, what happens is it just keeps looking for avenues to take root. It just keeps looking for place to take root. And so I can't get peace. I can't get it out of my thoughts. I try to not think about it, but it comes back to my mind again. I try to press it away, but it comes again. That's usually, not always, but that's usually an indicator that there's an offense there or something I'm holding on to that I haven't released. At a minimum, it's a care I haven't cast on God. All right? Jesus said, If you had faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you could speak to that sycamine tree, that offense that has gotten holds in many parts of a life. You could speak to it. Be thou plucked up by the root and be planted. Notice we read about the mountain. He says, Speak to the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. He didn't say that here. He said, be plucked up by the root and be planted in the sea. In other words, get buried down there where it's not coming back again. 
not floating around out there, planted in the seed. The Lord, when you and I have faith in his word, we can speak to that thing. I know from my own experience in life. It's not fun dealing with an offense. It's painful. It's frustrating. It affects the relationship with God and everyone else. But we can speak. Would you stand with me tonight? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I really feel the Holy Ghost wanting to do a work here, and I'm trying my best not to. I don't want to build it up or anything. I'm not going to try to hype anyone up, but I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost in specific things. Brother Martin, when he touched on that, when he came across a root and roots being plucked up in our lives, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. We're going to pray. Let's just talk to the Lord for a minute right there where you are. Let's begin to talk with him. You are a healer. You're able, Father. Your love for us is perfect. So you're able to reach into our life by your word. And we can speak to the sycamine tree to be plucked up by the root and to be planted in the sea. And you will do it. It's not something we can do, but it's what you do by your spirit because of your love for us and the authority of your word to reach to every single root. That which seems impossible, that which seems impossible, you said it was possible. You said it could be plucked up by the root. Your word is true. You are able. We cannot, but you can, Lord. And so we reach to you. In faith tonight, we reach to you in faith tonight. We reach to you in faith tonight. In Jesus' name. 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 Now, when because of the fact that you all are are precious, precious people who love the Word of God and who willingly say yes, and you seek to apply the Word of God to your life, what can happen sometimes is we can talk about something and you'll go, oh, that must be me. So I don't want you to do that. I'm not trying to, I don't want you to go, well, maybe I do. I'm not sure. Maybe if you're doing that, don't entertain that thought. Just dismiss it. You understand me? Well, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, they did make me mad. Maybe I, oh man, maybe I, no, stop that. Okay. This is important. This is important. We need to understand that this is back to where we start. We got to learn to listen with our spirit. So we don't, we don't, look, the adversary don't care how he 
bothers you. He'll take the, the preach word and your desire to make sure that your heart's pure and right. And he'll get you to lay hold on something that didn't apply to your situation. But I think you can identify in the Holy Ghost going, you know what, man, felt like there's a light on me. This is dealing with me. I could tell the Lord dealing with this place in my life. And I, I haven't really, I want that thing uprooted. You know the difference. Okay. Now. Trying to listen to the Lord for how he wants to do this. Um, and I'm not trying to build something up. I just, it's, it's either going to be a work of his spirit and faith or it's not, right? I, I just, I'm at this place here lately where it's, I just, I have faith in the word and I'm going to speak according to the word in faith and and so be it. And so be it. And so here's what we're going to do. If if you're going, I know I need this. I need the Lord to do something here. I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to not come to the front necessarily, but I'm going to ask you to step out in the aisle. We're not going to come ask you to tell it what it is. We're not going to ask you to name anything. Okay? We're just saying step out in the aisle in faith and we're going to pray. The only reason we're doing this is so we know who we're praying with. Okay? doesn't mean that, oh, you're a terrible person. It means you're human. Okay? Now, we're going to pray this prayer of faith. And you must know that if Jesus said, if thy brother offended you, go to him. All right, so the Lord can do a work here when we pray, but we have responsibility if it's in relationship to a brother or a sister. Or someone I can communicate with. Does that make sense? So don't say, Lord, deal with this and absolve me of all responsibility to your word that I have. Amen? Okay. All right. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I submit to you, Lord. I submit to your word. I trust in your word and the truth therein. I pray, Father, according to your word and the faith expressed, Father, let it be plucked up by the root and planted in the sea. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, according to your word, according to your word that cannot fail, by the work of your spirit and the authority of your name, Jesus, pluck it up by the root and plant it in the sea from every element of the mind, of the heart, of the spirit, of the soul, of the body. I pray completely plucked up that there be liberty, that there be healing, that there be wholeness in the name of Jesus Christ, that the door of the adversary be closed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. Complete healing by the word of God, by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ikatayama sotoroboshitaha. Ilamando lobositi erele di aramashetele kiyama. Lord Jesus, by your blood, by your word, by your name, Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. I pray that we come together Sunday expecting God to do miraculous things. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.